What's up, world? You are now listening to another episode of the Power Post Game Report. We're here, as always, to talk about all things power. We're here to talk about Season 2, Episode 7 of Book 4 Force. Chicago is heating up. I, of course, am one half of your host, Triple D, and with me, as always, is... This is Carlos D. What's good? Not much, man. Just another day in paradise out here. How are things with you? Can't complain, man. Um, I'm alive. (laughs) Always good. Always good. (laughs) All right, so we're starting to come down the hill. Um, I don't know if they have any plans to take a break, so we're just kind of moving along. Um, We had a lot of some interesting moving pieces and uh, (laughs) character character development last episode, and we see some of them kind of carry into this episode. Any expectations before you ended up watching this episode? No, no, not about going into it, but I will say this is the first episode that when it ended, I actually was like, dang, that was exciting. I enjoyed the episode. Like, you know, I've been talking all year how, like, I'm not crazy about this show. This was the first episode, at least in this season, and maybe in the whole series, that I was like, man, I just was like, enjoyed that. Um, Of course, there's going to be some stuff we, we quibble about because that's what we do. But this was the first time I actually felt like, man, I wish it was more episode. It was actually exciting. I felt like energized by the end of the episode when normally I'm like sometimes even struggling to get to the end of it. Uh, so they did it. This The formula they had for this episode, even with the, the, the weird stuff that happened, I was excited. So I'm, I'm cool. Uh, like I said, you never know. Normally in the most power, they have a big episode eight. Then they take the little two break, the two week break, you know, a little break, and then they find, they close it out. I don't know if they're doing that with this one, but I'm actually excited about these last two episodes based on just episode seven and the the feeling I got at the end of it. What did you think about it? Like initial thoughts? Uh, it definitely ended on a high note. There were a few things in there. I was just like, okay, let's see where where we're going with this. Um, a few a few things that could have been issues worked themselves out, which I was I was kind of happy with, and um, now we're just kind of waiting to see what happens next um i definitely agree with the with the end um (laughs) we knew at some point it was gonna happen i didn't expect it to happen this soon but the way things were progressing it it made sense so uh with that being said are we ready to dive in let's go so uh episode kicks off with some good old gratuitous sex just to wake up the wake up the, the audience get that blood flowing uh, which is immediately interrupted by Miguel to get our character's hearts rushing even more. Uh, he runs up on Tommy's place because uh, he has concerns. The Serbs are uh, blowing up half the project and this clear beef between the two of them to which uh, Tommy tries to sell him on cutting off the Serbs and explaining to him that like, hey man, cut them out. Like, they're just causing problems anyway. Um, we're who you need to be moving with. Um, Miguel, of course, has his bosses that he has to he has to, to see to. And he obviously doesn't want to jump moves before he talks it up with them. Uh, but the, the, the main thing is that, uh, yeah, they're, they're sneaking around. Maria and Tommy are sneaking around. Uh, good catch on Tommy's part for, uh, you know, making sure that he, he grabbed that badge because Miguel was definitely like snooping around. He could tell that some sex was in the air. He was like, who, who up in here? Or who just left here? Um, they almost get caught. And rightfully so, she's concerned. You know what I mean? This is, you know, the sneaky stuff is exciting, but the the real reality is this isn't like 
if my my brother we're in high school, my brother catches you and he just beats you up. You could die. You could live your life. Uh, Excuse me. You could lose your life as what is kind of kind of alluded to with a previous boyfriend of hers. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that opening scene? Uh, I mean, first of all, I love on TV shows where everybody always finishes at the same time. It's like always a simultaneous coming that I don't experience in real life. <laughs> but they always seem to finish at the exact same time. Both the guy and the girl are always complete. Um, so that was fun. I always find that funny when they do that. And we, who doesn't like a good gratuitous sex? You know, these are attractive people. Of course, we like to see this type of stuff going on. Um, but yeah, the big thing that came out of this was uh, not only Tommy, of course, working his magic. His, his ultimate goal is to be the king of Chicago, to run it all, and... He sees McGill as a means to an end to getting this done. But the big reveal, I think, is, and, and it doesn't come out in the scene, we learned about it later, but since you mentioned it, is that this is not her first runaround with one of her, you know, lack, for lack of a better term, brother's friends, or at least somebody he deals with. Right. Um, and, and, and to me, that's why I still don't understand. It, they're trying to force this connection that we're supposed to care about these two as a couple. But why? Like, why would she, knowing what already happened, risk it? They still didn't do enough. Flirt- they didn't show enough of their flirtation or their building that they do this deep in love that they know the consequences and they're willing to put their life, their life on the line for it. I see from Tommy's point of view, cause Tommy don't give a F. Like he think he untouchable. He ain't scared of nobody. You know, he got a gun just like anybody else. He ready to kill just like anybody else. But from her point of view, if you already had this happen where a flame of yours was killed, cause she didn't seem like he just beat him up. Like you said, killed dealing with your, cause you dealt with him. Why would you be so quick to rush back in it when they haven't showed, they haven't built this relationship enough to make it warranted to to risk all these types of things? So that's the only thing that I'm still not getting into when it comes to the show is this forced relationship between Tommy and uh, Maria that they are so deep into it when they barely know each other. Um, you know, last episode was the, even the first episode, it, not the sex is the end all be all the relationships. But that was the first time they even had sex. And now they all are so involved that they wouldn't risk both or wouldn't risk their lives and sneak around behind a brother. Uh, it, it, you know, it, it just leaves me a little bit lacking when it comes to that. Yeah, um, I agree. I think it's it's so rushed. And it's like, what's the point of rushing it if it's immediately put in jeopardy? If that's going to be the, you know, the immediate concern, as soon as they quote unquote consummate it, it's like, you're you're immediately into hiding mode, and she she's already wanting out. It's like, well, what was the point? Like, mm-hmm. you could have you could have slow burned this out, and maybe they get together by the end of the season. But like their quote unquote relationship kind of started and is already borderline on its way to an end at like three episodes in practically. Um, but yeah, forced. Uh, so we get a real quick visit from the PO pressuring Diamond to, you know, maybe think about going legit, mm-hmm. uh, maybe publicly renouncing his gang ties, which right. I don't know. I, I don't I don't know who in, in what room writing room thought that that's, a, you know, was a good idea. No, I can't think of an, an instance ever where a gang member, known or unknown, has publicly like renounced their their gang ties now maybe if they go to jail and they do a certain bid for a long time and then they come out and they're no longer affiliated but obviously the po doesn't know that he's still affiliated but to to publicly announce in a dangerous climate like chicago during this time you're no longer the leader 
Because let's be clear, those who know, know that he was the leader, you're no longer affiliated with them. You're pretty much putting a target on your back. So P.O., I understand him wanting Diamond to go legit and a, a bit of his reasoning of like, hey, man, like I do what I do for the right reasons, even though it's heavy handed. Um, but he the, the the main thing is he wants him to speak at a stop the violence rally. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you feel about that? And why don't you go into uh, uh, the task force meeting between Marx and Vic? Uh, yeah. So as far as the P.O., I thought this was actually a, a cooler P.O., not, not the part of telling him to renounce the game. Cause you're right. Most places that that's gonna get you killed or at least effed up really bad. It's one thing to, you know, even if you can leave a gang, it's one thing to leave it and just be like, okay, I'm out of it. I, 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 you know, I did my time. Y'all let me out, but then to turn around and still talk bad about them, you know, that's asking him to get messed up. Uh, so the PO, I was like, oh, he cool. He was actually like not as heavy as he used to be. I mean, he still was there to do his job, still getting to do the piss test, but he wasn't like being an asshole that he's been in like the previous scenes. I thought he was like really like more concerned, showing that he is, oh, I'm noticing you are doing better. You are being good. Uh, and I, and I thought for sure you wasn't going to be able to do this type of stuff. Um, and, and I think it's very positive that he wanted him to come back and speak to community. So that part I think was all cool and Danny, but the, yeah, you're right. Asking him to renounce a game, especially one that's supposed to be as powerful as CBI is in this fictional world, will be asking somebody to basically put a bullet in their mouth. Uh, so I didn't like that part of it, but I did like that the dude was way less aggressive than he's been in previous interactions um, where it seemed like he wasn't like personally just trying to shit on the guy as opposed to like really trying to rehabilitate him. Uh, so, you know, that was cool. And then as far as the task force, just more of the same stuff. It, even they was like, calm your ass down. Right. Uh, like you're over the top. We get it. You want results and we get it. You got pressures from the top and people and people want results, but we got to do this the right way. And if you spook the main person or you get them off the ground, ultimately, you even get that person killed or you're going to uh, spook them so much uh, um, that they mess up somehow or they're going to just say, forget it and just go to jail because they're not going to risk dying because you're not going to kill them like the other person was. Uh, so I think she's just been really overhanded and I'm glad that they acknowledge it. Like it didn't change her mind at all. She still is just as hyped as she was throughout this entire episode. Uh, which end up leads to like disastrous results at the end. But I'm glad somebody at least on the show acknowledged like you have to chill out and calm down. If we're really going to make this case, make it work. You got to be more relaxed and more reserved in her actions, which since she got the great life of the test has not been her, her, her way at all. What'd you think of it? Pretty much the same. It's just like, I'm glad that the, the person from higher up, whoever's in the government that kind of, uh, backdoored her, the, the the task force to begin with showed up to actually pressure her, and what well, I mean in the in the long run it doesn't make anything better, but it was good to kind of see her get pressured and be like, look, we got you this task force, we need results, um, because if you don't get them, like you you're done, you need to find a new job. We we bankrolled this, um, and. You can tell Marx has aspirations of her own because she's clearly trying to like uh, leverage. You can tell she's she kind of wants to leverage this for, I'm guessing, the Democratic Party, I would assume, um, as a win and, you know, some some bonus points. But um, it just makes her too overbearing. Um, So from there, we get a real quick scene. And my note just says uh, Shanti's a supervillain, I guess. Yeah, I would say Shanti is tough as hell. Uh, yeah, uh, talk about it. Uh, I will say, to me, 
Shanti was the MVP of this episode. I think a big part of this is that they like actually making her a real character with some nuance to her as opposed to because they did kind of make her scene before and which led to the scene as some, some type of love struck dick struck person who was just doing like all this stuff to support Jannar when it wasn't really warranted. Um, and that was the, the catalyst of the scene. Apparently the word on the street is Shanti's been messing up because she's been too busy worrying about Jannar and following Jannar. And Jannar is leading him down a slippery slope. And she checked her man like she should. For one, you know, she's a woman. And we know women in that business, we see it with Claudia uh, as a, as a, as the uh, opposite of it. No respect. They don't get respect. People in it, they barely want to listen to them. Or if they do them, they, they kind of deal with them begrudgingly. But she showed that she's in charge of her people. She laid down the Lord. That was her right-hand man. She had to put him in his place. Um, and to me, Shanti, I really enjoyed her throughout this episode. Um, uh, some of it was cheesy, but you know, it's a TV show, but Shanti to me, um, was the star of this episode. I like almost every scene she was in. I think this change of her demeanor is really, uh, and it started with the speech she gave last week about the, you know, taking time out really made me, made her more enjoyable, made her more nuanced. And I think having more characters like that, in this show will make me more invested in it. So I love everything Shanti did. Was it a little cheesy and a little over the top, heavy handed with it? Uh, yes, but it still made me more endearing to her. And that's what good shows should do. They got to make us care about these characters. And if they're all like these superficial or kind of like no depth to them, it's hard to kind of connect with them. So Shanti, I loved in this episode. And it started with this scene. I would have appreciated it more if they'd have built it slowly. Because like like you said, it, it kind of made her look like she was just the girl that they know. Um, and it's like, she's clearly listed in the beginning as being sort of like a leader of that territory. But every time we see her, she's just being a, she's just being a boxing coach. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like they, if they'd have sprinkled in a little more of her, like, like maybe if she'd have checked dude in episode two or three, and then just showed a little bit more of that edge, it wouldn't have come off. So like it, I'm not, you know, I'm I'm clearly I know that women are capable of this. It's just that I feel like the way they kind of this weird flip, the switch flip is like if you if you would just shown us like little hints of it, not to say that you always have to have your your cards on the table at all times. It's just I would have liked to to see her subordinates revere her more because he. This, and I, but I will, I will say to his credit, this guy has probably been the most respectful of protocol between her and him and that guy and Jannard and Jannard. Like he's kind of the only one that kind of respects protocol. I would have liked to see her like check somebody or back somebody down, like a, a third party person a little bit more when we're introduced to her, um, to make this, this transition a bit more like natural, um, but, you know, again, she she as you said, she she keeps him in check and she tells him to put the word out like, first of all, why are you letting people talk about me like this? Um, which I think that that's the main reason she put the hands on him, because it's just like, OK, you let like you're, you're reporting this to me, but you're not telling me what you did to these guys to where they felt comfortable enough saying it to you. Um, so we're I guess now we're getting and hopefully we can see more of it of um boss of her subordinates we've seen her make boss moves in this episode um but 
hopefully they don't, you know, hopefully they don't waste it and do something wild as power has been known to do. Uh, so we get the gang coalition meeting, which is basically a lot of the local gangs. They just kind of meet up. This this pretty much went as expected. Um, we got some hotheads as gang culture is and people ruffling each other's feathers. But they do a decent job of kind of talking that the, the hype and the noise down. Uh, the only real no- notice about this was, um, did you reckon, did you know who that, that big swole light skinned dude was? No. Nah. Okay. That was David Otunga. Um, that was Jennifer husband, Jennifer Hudson's husband. Oh, the dude that was on I Love New York. Exactly. Back in the day. Uh, what was his name? Punk. Yep. Yep. And he was, he was a wrestler for a while. Yeah. I had to like double take. I was like, well, good for him. Getting some acting roles. Good for him. Like he's from um, Chicago area. So there's a lot of Chicago people in this, this show. Any uh, any any notes on that? No, I think I think you pretty much summed it up. Um, you know, they had to have this scene where they get all the high heads together, and of course they got to have a little bickering before Tommy calms them all down. So I think that was just a scene to kind of set up further. Tommy is the leader of this coalition because it, it obviously seems like he's like even taking Diamond's spot. Like Diamond seems like he more rely on what Tommy says when he should be the one leading CBI as the person who is putting years. He put 15 years in jail for CBI. Um, to let Tommy come in and just pretty much call the shots. But I think that's all that was. It was a scene to set that up. All right. So from there, we get we get a couple of little quick scenes of dialogue between people. There's not a ton to around on my end that I felt was um, needed to be discussed. Um, we get uh, Tommy and Jannard talking about the next move as far as like trying to get Miguel... Um, to get the Serbs cut off. Uh, they're meeting with another prominent uh, gang at another location to see if they can get them on, on board. Um, we get marks being overbearing, mm-hmm. which we, we've already discussed. Um, oh, we get Shanti putting in her bid with Claudia over the, um, the deal that Jannard passed up on uh, pretty much. Yeah. Um, which, I, I like how it went, how Claudia, you know, she did what what any of them, any any dude would have done. And in this particular life, and it was like, I get more, you get less. And um, when Shanti is like, nah, she doesn't try to BS her. He's like, you know what? Let's just keep it even. Let's just make it 50 50. Let's, you know, let's cut all the drama and let's just go in 50 50. Here are the terms. And Shanti was cool. So as it as it stands now, we got our we got our our new our new slight dynamic duo. Um, how did you feel about that? Yeah, and off off of the guys of this is some girl power type stuff too, because uh, I think that was the selling point. She was like, we want to keep the men out of it. I think she even made comments. That's like we either of us got a dick to measure, and it just came to a, a common occurrence. But this is more to me. Shanti showing she's a boss. Seeking out her own business opportunities. She's not just tied to Jannard all the time. Actually taking up a good opportunity that Jannard had passed up. And going to make her own way in money. Um, and also gave kind of more respect for Claudia. Uh, because she, you know, in the past she's always been like stubborn. And I ain't going to say, like, especially with the like the black characters. I, I shouldn't say that because she's also giving Tommy some hell too. But I feel like, especially with like, she, she treats like the CBI boys as less than. Even when she was going to Jannard to like make this deal. It wasn't like she thought he was like some high person to do it. And she like had respect. That's why she wanted to do it. She was just kind of doing it because she had no really other options. 
So I think um, this was a good scene. It showed a little girl power. It showed that they had some chemistry and they're going to kind of work together. And I'm, I'm going to be real curious to see what their long-term plan is between the two of them. Um, we saw that the partnership had some kinks to it, but it worked out pretty successfully. Uh, so I want to see if they're going to be able to keep this long-term thing going between the um, between Shanti and uh, Claudia as we get further down this this road. Good deal. Uh, so there's a real there's another quick scene in there that I didn't fully take a note on it, but I, I was just thinking about it. And I don't know how much more Miguel we're going to get, but the actor did a very great job when he's pleading his case to to Che, the mm-hmm. head of the cart, well, the cartel representative um, about I was like, look, I want you to cut off the Serbs like they're going to be a problem. Me and my guys can handle business. Um, and Che being the hard ass uh, cartel guy that he is, is like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, what's the point? Like the Serbs are, we've been working with them for years and very well executed. Miguel was like, look, I've been following your orders for years. And just recently we got hit. I didn't do nothing. They, they, they killed, they came up and shot me at me in my home or, you know, on my turf because of you, I didn't do nothing. They've been doing all this stuff, and out of your orders, I haven't done nothing. So it's like, what? what's the deal here? Like, I've been more loyal to you. I've been following your orders, and you kind of leaving us out here to drop, to drop, to, you know, to rot. So, like, what's the business? And we get Che cutting off the Serbs, and I thought that was a, a really strong scene on the subway where he's like, look, you guys ain't been acting right, so you're done like you, you're gonna have to beg me because the sir because and this was perfect because even though tommy couldn't have planned this any better and he didn't know it would go exactly like this he knew that the serbs being the serbs and being hard-headed as they are they weren't gonna really negotiate so they were probably gonna shoot themselves in the foot and he just needed them to to be disrespectful enough to where they could cut it off um anything on that before we move on now, I think you covered this summed up, and it was just really, like you said, the, the ego of the serve. Because he was like, you know, kind of talking to him at first, like calmly and cool. But when the guy was like, I don't need nobody, I don't care about anything else, like, uh, you know, he made it seem like he didn't need the cartel, even though we clearly know the serves kind of need him to function. Um, so Shade just pulled a boss move on him. And uh, right now, it looks like Tommy has is been a puppet master. He has Miguel thinking this is his plan when it's really Tommy's. Um, and not realizing, and, and we see a great scene with the grandma later, who, who, who is kind of grasping what the full plan is. Uh, but right now, McGuire is kind of in the dark. He thinks he's making these power moves because, um, it's his idea, it's his leadership and stuff, not realizing that Tommy's pulling all the strings behind the scene. So, yeah, good scenes. Um, they say there's ego in this game. Everybody on this show is full of ego and pride, and it's a lot of their downfalls. And we'll see if that's going to ultimately be that serves downfall, because he could have been chill with it. But he had to take it to no, I don't do nothing that I ain't told. Uh, I got to be a big boss just like you are. Um, but regardless of what it is, we all work for somebody. We all need others to kind of survive. And we'll see how the Serbs take it. Because um, I don't see them just going away. Exactly. So we get a quick sequence of events where all these kind of flow into another. We get Gennard, uh dealing with withdrawal. And I'm glad that they're showing this. I'm glad that they're showing him having a hard time with this. Um, and they didn't just leave it at, he needed to get clean, so he's clean. Um, so he, he strolls out. We get a quick scene where Tommy and Vic are on pickups. 
And um, as expected, Tommy makes the feds, um, which we knew was coming because they, you know, they're too heavy handed and they know everything. Um, while this is going on, Tommy goes to Shanti's gym. And this was an interesting choice where clearly Shanti knows what the arrangement is, but she still kind of gives this pushback to Tommy. I'm not saying that she should have been like, you know, super welcoming and bowed to him and whatnot, but like the kind of pushback when you know, you know who this dude is, um, you know what he's there for, but like, I don't know if this was her kind of trying to flex muscle or, you know, just standing her ground or just straight up being defiant. But it's like she doesn't know that we know just how crazy Tommy is to the point where he he borderline calls her out and the whole gym stops. Um, How did you feel on that one? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I thought it was some flex on both sides. Um, from her point of view, she's still got to stand strong in the face of, you know, new leadership. Because, you know, if you look in, in, in the eyes of the street, she was with Trejan. She was like, we not mess with CBI. And now it seems like now that she took Drenal back, they all kind of going crawling back to CBI. So she still got to have like this kind of defiant front in the face of CBI. So it can't just be like Tommy comes in and she starts like, you know, shucking and jiving and bowing to his will. She got to give him a little pushback. And then the opposite, the same thing. And Tommy talks about it when, when they leave with Vic. Um, some of that was just for show, too. He got a show. Remind, I think he said something along the lines of, you got to remind everybody to have a boss. Um, and he just had to kind of go down there and kind of lay it out for her. Like, we get it. She, he even gave her some compliments. You're loyal. We love the fact that you're loyal. Um, that's a great quality to have. But right now, you work for us. You know what the deal is. So I think it was just kind of them setting kind of some boundaries for their partnership moving forward. Even if you want to call it a partnership, because clearly one is in charge and one is. Indeed, indeed. I could definitely see that. Um, we get that real quick scene where um, this is very well executed. They made us think that Gennard was about to buy um, while they're outside. And what, did he? Didn't he? We, we don't know. Um, yeah, they don't because they, they, they make it seem like they said, get out of here. But then he kind of looked back. So. Yeah. I don't know. We don't know. Um, but yeah, I I I, I guarantee withdrawal. I, you know, of course, I never did no drugs like that. But I eh, the closest I can think to coming to withdrawal, like I said, I know it's no one near close. But don't you know how we used to go to like uh, Miami and these trips, mm-hmm. and we'll be drinking like 60, 70, you know, drinks in like a four or five day period. Like we just drinking all day long. Whenever I got back, I was always sick. Like the the days after when I stopped, when I went back to my real life, when I'm not drinking like constantly. Like, you go from four or five days, even that shorter period of time, four or five days in a row, like, all we do is drink. From the time we basically wake up throughout the day, we yeah. drink it. Yeah. And then you go back to your regular life where we, I don't, you know, I'm not saying I never drink, but Monday to Friday, I'm not drinking. I don't drink, like, right. every day. Straight up detox. And it feel yeah, so, and that's just, like, a small example size. Heroin is way crazy. So, I, I agree with you. I'm glad they did uh, show that it's not as easy as, oh, because a lot of times on TV shows, they're like, oh, well, I just stopped doing it. And right. then you never see no symptoms up. You never see them person. Talking the, about it, thinking the about struggle. it. Struggle. Yeah. yeah. See the struggle. So I'm glad they, I, I agree with you. I'm glad they showed that. And like I said, we don't know. Uh, right now, it appears he's clean. He seems straight. He seemed to be got his mind about to where it is. Uh, but we know this is going to be, I'm glad they're going to, they setting it up there. It's going to be clearly a long term struggle for him. He hasn't just kicked heroin that easy. Yeah. So we get a real quick scene of uh, Diamond stopping by Leon's house. Uh, Again, to drop off comics yeah. and uh, scout where he's going to move his stuff in. Right. Um, 
<laughs> I, it was quick. I didn't have much on it. It was just pretty much the setup that he was inviting them to the to the speech, um, and to flirt with his mom a little more. Of course, just right in front of the boy. Right. You got anything? <laughs> no. I mean, uh, I guess uh, Diamond is confident. You never know how much time has passed, but clearly Leon's daddy has to come back home. He gone where he gone after the choke out. Um, and we see some interest in developments in their relationships as we go through. Yeah, we do. Um, so from there, we go to the club and um, business is booming. But clearly they need new security because Claudia and her buddy get robbed quietly <laughs> in the VIP, which I was just like, damn, that's I mean, it obviously gets resolved later. But um, yeah, that's rough. Um, how did you feel about that? Like, it, it just kind of caught me off guard because I'm just like, no one. Well, clearly they they kind of kept it cool. Um, the, you could tell these guys had a had a plan and whatnot. Uh, but it was just, it was just, it was just wild to see this happen. Um, so fast, yeah, and out kind of out in the open. And I thought it was going, I thought it was going a different way at first. I thought these gonna be like some rival pill pill sellers. Yeah, that's what I thought yeah. it was going at first. Not just like a straight up jack move. They just basically robbed these ladies in the middle of this club, and then they didn't leave the club and then stayed. They right. stayed. <laughs> like he, like I don't care. Regardless, no, these white women. He ain't just robbing a white woman and they ain't going somewhere and selling somebody. So it was, it was crazy. Um, but yeah, uh, I just I, I, they went a different, a definitely different direction. I thought they were going. I thought these were going to like. Oh, this is going to be some competition. We sell pills in here. You can't be doing that in here. Um, but it was just weird. It was just a regular robbery. And um, I think, I mean, clearly it was just a setup to get them closer to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shanti right. and... Go and ahead. Then, yeah, um, go ahead. We might as well go ahead and get into that. There's some things that happen in between it, but we might as well go ahead and get into that. That getting squashed. Yeah, so basically, uh, and I can't remember, Claudia told, did Claudia go run and tell Shanti or did Shanti just... Come back into the room and then she explained what happened. I, I I can't remember. They didn't really. It doesn't really. It just. There's no visible like communication. It's just that the next scene is pretty much. Again, that guy's just chilling in the club still. Right. And um, then they come around the corner and pretty much press him. Right. And the he man just stepped back. He yeah. tried to get tough and got his ass whooped. Shanti, another. I love Shanti in this episode. Uh, I love that she, she like like she uh, dolled herself up and just still was whooping ass in the club and nobody seemed to care. So you're right there. There clearly is no security. There are no security measures in this club. Anybody can beat somebody up, rob somebody, pull a gun on them. Pull, yeah, she had a gun too. Uh, you know, when you say that, it's very possible that they somebody actually did see them get robbed and they just kept dancing. Mm-hmm. They just kept popping them pills. Yeah, so it was crazy, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I think there's just more to just get these two closer together because uh, now not only Shanti uh, is doing the work for her, she also protected her, yeah. which is another thing Claudia suffered from is lack of protection. Yep. Uh, so in between those two scenes, uh, we get Agent Marks forcing Vic to wear a wire, which is just like, you know, informant 101. You know what's going to happen. Um so it's like I I wasn't shocked, um, but great acting on Vic's part and being convincing that like nah this is crazy, um, but I like this you know that they would you know try to get on their 007 stuff I was like we don't you know we don't tape the wire to you anymore, um, right. and right right but still like um, you said forcing anybody that's an informant to wear wire 
and, and you know we are not involved in criminal activity but we didn't watch enough shows that we know that's basically something bad gonna happen it ain't exactly. nothing good gonna come from nobody wearing a wire on the tv show <laughs> ever as we saw with miss lauren who, who who got lucky who super got lucky um so while that's going on we get we get we get Jannard almost crashing out and he's ready he's ready to just kill Tommy. He's you know, it's I'm pretty sure it's the the withdrawal symptoms and the pressure of going through it while practically being back at level one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but boy does he catch a lucky break. He yeah. sees Maria and he makes her, gets his pictures with Tommy, and uh yeah, he's in He's in a he's he's up. He's up now. They don't know it, but he's up now. Right. Um, and it, and, go real ahead. quick on just Mar- this Murray and Tommy thing. The brother was just literally at the house. And I know Miguel don't come over every single day. But y'all don't want to go be to no hotel. Y'all don't want to go no hideaway. Y'all don't want to go somewhere that is not known to be Tommy's place. Uh and I know TV reasons. But that, that that's all I could think about. It's like, dog, you literally almost got busted. Like, and then you're right back over there. Like no time later. Um, so it's just crazy. And the Jannar, he hit the, like I said, he hit the jackpot. And his dumb ass, and this is another, it's the latest scene, another Shanti save. Cause he was ready to blow it all up because he thought he had the thing. Well, she's like, nah, let them keep messing itself up. We can use that as the trump card down the line. Don't, right. don't blow up your head too fast. She reading all the war. She deep in it. She knows like, it's not about just what you can do immediately. You got to do the long game. And Shanti's really about that. Indeed she is. Indeed she is. Uh, pretty much what was talked about in there had already been discussed earlier about her her past uh, situations. Um, so we get just further further Diamond and Tommy explaining their, their plans for um, expansion. And Miguel, with a little bit of pushback, is like, look, I cut off the serves for you. Now you want more product. And this just... Which rightfully so is like this seems too good to be true. Um, you guys have been asking for a lot of money really fast, and I promise you, if you don't come through, it's a wrap. Like it's pretty much a done deal. Um, so from there, this pretty much kind of goes to their next sort of conflict of um, I got the meeting with the we got the meeting with the DSDs, but it happens to be the same time as this speech, so. He Diamond can't go. And at first, Tommy's a little, you know, apprehensive, but he, he's like, you know what? Take care of that. I get it. P.O.'s on your back. You know, you got to get him off your back as soon as possible. I'll go handle it. Um, anything on Miguel and them and, and their future, their future plans? Uh, no, no, I think we, we already talked about this kind of like Tommy's setting up this grand plan and Miguel still, even though, the, you know, all the clues are getting thrown in his face, he still seems blind to it. He's still getting so caught up by the money because that's all they can talk about. We making you more money. And as soon as they start talking about that, it seems like everybody starts folding because that's the same thing Miguel said to Che. I'm making you more money. And, and then all of a sudden, people start like getting so caught up by the money um, when they might be in their long term detriment. Uh, money is not always the the, the, the the best thing to have or just getting more of it does not mean it's always better in your best interest. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how the plan turns out. But that they, they, they're clearly setting up to replace Miguel totally. And Miguel is helping them with their plan and thinking it's his own. Yep. Uh, we get a quick scene of uh, Money Counting 
between our girl power team. Um, not really much going on there. Just just mutual respect and um, sort of slightly coming to an understanding. Uh, anything on that? No, I think that was just them. Like I said, just just bonding more, victory. celebrate yeah. more, growing together, uh, realizing that they both can have benefits that the other can use. And, you know, we'll see what this long-term partnership leads to. Indeed, indeed. So it's time for the speech. And I, I feel like it was well done. Um, you know, he had something pre-written. Uh, but he, he decided to go with truth. And he kept it He kept it as authentic as possible without saying that, like, yes, you know, life is precious. Um, we need to cherish it and do more with it. Um However, I am still involved with <laughs> criminal activity, right. uh, but I do understand the importance of <laughs> the value of life and time. Uh, so I felt I felt it was a good a good speech within the context of what needed to be said and what he was there to do. Um, so once the speech is over, it's time to spit game. Man, that speech was his game. That that, that speech talked her panties off. I swear. Uh, he had to lay it down. You know, he had to he had to seal that deal. Um, yeah. And clearly, Leon had been picking up on it. He's like, "I'm gonna go get me a snow cone because right. uh, it was. I see what's going on here. It was like he hid it. He was constantly front with this man in front of his own mama. Any chance he got, uh, and he just saw it was like, dog, I get it. I'm not. You know, I'm not a, a, a six year old. I, I peep game, and he just walked off. Do your thing." Um, Mr. Sampson, if you end up getting my mom, I guess you just get her. Uh, I mean, yeah. I I also like that she kind of snuck in there that like, yeah, he's like me and him are not a thing. So like, you know, I don't father, want you to. Yeah, yeah he, he just, you know, he he's already, you know, this ain't no. I'm not cheating. Like I'm not cheating. He he was just there. So, right. He was, was just yelling in your house like two days before, telling him to get the <laughs> f out of here. Like he owned the place. Right. But okay, right. Miss um and they said her name too and I can't remember what it is. I forgot too. Um but yeah, things are looking up for for Diamond Sampson. Yes. So uh we get the we get the wire passed off to Vic and um when the agent I knew he was going to be the one that got made cuz he was getting the most screen time. Um but when he mentioned the thing about like how this is, you know, you're not just doing this for for your freedom, like you're actually saving a lot of lives. And then he mentioned his daughter. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, it's you're over. dead. Yeah. yeah, you're dead. I didn't realize I didn't think it was gonna be this soon, but I was like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, Clock's she's about ticking. to be orphan. Clock so, yeah, I, I thought one or two things were gonna happen because they 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 was they, they was giving too much backstory on them. So yeah. when they start giving backstory about personal stuff to secondary, oh, actually not even secondary, even secondary, yeah, he's like a third, fourth line character. I was like, oh, yeah, they, they said that's to make him feel a little bit more human. And he about to be up out of here. Yep. And that's what it be. And in true fashion, at the very last second, oh, by the way, we need you to put a tracker on his car. Right. Like, come on, man. Like, what do you know? What have we not learned? Uh, from there, we get a, a very, a very decent scene. I don't know how necessary it was. Um, I mean. I'm gonna I'm gonna question its its necessity if they kill Miguel in this this season, but um, we get history we get history between him and Abuelita, and I thought it was at most I mean it's if he's not gonna be around long this this was completely irrelevant but at most this is definitely something that both of these actors can put 
on their audition reels because they this was a really really well done scene um even though it, even with it requiring me to read the subtitles i feel like this was done very very well um even to the point where he he kind of gets her to understand that like i got this at least he thinks he does yeah i got this to all the right. point where she even kind of you know is like all right I'm, i trust you eat your food yeah um I even though she found out the whole plan, like she, yeah. she was calling out the plan that he isn't really seeing. She was like, "Nah, this white boy ain't, ain't, ain't no um, nothing to be joked with." Um, and she, she get in the bug store. Like I said, his grandfather was in a similar position. Got really powerful. Got really big. Felt he was untouchable. Lost sight of the goal, and somebody took him out. Um, the only thing I hate is like I hate when they do this stuff where they, and I know people do this in real life, but I hate when they start in one language and then they switch to English and then they go back. Like, just have one conversation in one language. If you got to give us all the subtitles, just give us all the subtitles. Or knowing that this is an English-speaking show, just keep it all in English. But I hate... It, it always irritates me on any type of show. Uh, not that I don't care. Like, I don't want people to speak their native tongue. But just speak it. Just speak it the whole scene. Don't go back and forth. It annoys me to no end. <laughs> and that's just an editorial note on... all, Not just this show. All TV shows. I feel you. Just I keep you. it one language. I hear you. Uh, so from there, we get to meet with the DSDs. Uh, my main takeaway is that these dudes are crazy. Um, Hyper aggressive. Uh, machine guns and shotguns in broad daylight. Right. They must own um, that hood. Uh, clearly. They, they clearly. Um, toss a brick through your window because what are you, what are you realistically going to do? Um, so, I mean... The main thing with that is just that Tommy, Tommy can get the job done when it, you know, he can, he can be diplomatic. He can be business savvy, um, without bloodshed. He even talked them into getting him a new window. Um, mm-hmm. so we also talked that? about the, the, the biggest thing that came out of it is that we learned about the backstories between, um, uh, Miguel and his crew. And I, I don't know the leader of DSD is. Uh, right, and then the Puerto Rican Mexican thing—that's that's, yeah. that's one, one thing as well. Um, so yeah, I, we got to see how that's going to play out because he didn't—he doesn't let them know. He's just like, oh, we replaced the serves, but he doesn't realize—he doesn't let them know that they technically get in their work from Miguel, which means that these people are going to be working for Miguel. Um, if that's who they're getting their product from. And then my only other thing was, why was Vic involved in this? Like, I, it's, Diamond couldn't come, but why? Why is Vic like his right hand man? When did that get um, established? I think the only thing is it adds legitimacy to the fact that Vic is he's the owner of the Flynn property and territory. OK, um, because, you know, you can't say, well, we also had the Flynn property and territory without someone who can verify it. You know, you can't just go in there with that on word alone because they're not going to believe you um, because the Flynn won't work in with no one. No, no one. No people of color for sure. Right. So it's like. I think that adds some, it, it helps with boost the legitimacy of like, oh, this coalition is real. Like, okay, this is, this is actually tangible. And, um, I forgot what our guy's name is, the, the head of the DSD, but he's, he's down, he's in. Okay. And, uh, we've got, you know, the super gang at right. this point. And then, uh, I'm, cause I'm, uh, I'm, doing, I'm pulling on your moves. I'm watching it as we like watch. Did, did uh, Vic turn his microphone off? It looked like he presses something. On. I don't know if he's turning it on tell. or off, but he I definitely fidgets like he with on? the. Uh, no, he has the chain on, 
but he fidgets with the chain right when Tommy's about to lay out the deal. So I don't know if that means he turned it on or off. Because uh, they don't really, well, we don't really see the final outcome between him and the cops. So I guess we got to wait for the next episode. Um, right. But he, if you go back and watch it. He definitely does something to the chain right when Tommy's about to sell the pitch to uh, the, uh, whatever the guy's name is, the leader. I still don't know. Chavo. Chavo. Yeah, Chavo. Right. So um, it's a deal and it's time to celebrate. Uh, clearly, Diamond is already about to celebrate. He just didn't know it yet. Um, man, I was like, this man is living the dream. Could you imagine setting up a date and then your date coming over and saying, let's just, let's, I feel like I'm staying, like, I feel like staying in the night. And it just goes down. And I was like, oh, okay, all right, well, DoorDash. I'm still hungry. <laughs> right. But, um, yeah, we, we can do this. Um, I mean, she set it off. She she came prepared. She knew what the deal was. I told you that speech had it. She he had to do between being a de- like he he like because he has such a crappy father, just being decent to her son, showing some interest in him, working with him and helping him. Diamond had that the first day he met her, way back in the barber shop when he agreed to teach Leon how to box. Um, but it just took this little to build up to it. But she was like, no games played. I'm not here. Uh, I mean, I'm here, but I'm here for this. I got something you can eat, and it ain't no food in no restaurant. And that was it. And clearly. Uh, so, I mean, there's really not much to say. Um, Diamond smashed Leon's mom. Definitely uh, did. That's pretty much all that was about. Um, so, from there, we get Claudia. I I, I don't know what, what her name is. Claudia's buddy. I just call her white girl. Uh, I mean, that's factual. That's applicable. She a white that's girl. applicable. Um, but she's getting ahead of herself she she now wants to she's <laughs> she's she's this series Tariq or Braden or, or what Braden. is up with these rich white people that just want to sell drugs it's the thrill it's right. the thrill they see their buddies bossing up and they want to boss up too on their own terms um and so she she wants to do something now what will come of that? I mean, I'm pretty sure she's just gonna she's gonna screw up, or she's gonna she's gonna get in Shanti's face, and she's gonna get dealt with. That that's just my my prediction. On right, that. she already makes it like she didn't want to work with Shanti no more. Yeah. Um. So from there we get uh, our our new repackaging of Bonnie and Clyde. Um, speaking of celebrating, so Shanti surprisingly, but. Real, you know, real standing on uh, on business in this relationship. She she tells Jannard like, hey, man, <laughs> she gave him the promise not to be mad. If you tell me not to get mad, like, you know, I'm probably going to get mad. So you can't make me promise that. Um, but right. she, she pretty. <laughs> yeah, she pretty I hate much they do that on shows because <laughs> it's so silly. Of course, I'm going to get mad. If you got to make me promise I'm not going to do something, I'm definitely going to do it. It's impossible not to do so. Because you that means you about to tell me something wild and ridiculous. Um, and to me, it wasn't even that wild or ridiculous what she told him. Like, he, uh, to, if I'm him, I get it. He's just trying to get back by CBI. CBI don't really, well, not CBI, but Tommy doesn't really mess with uh, Claudia. But if I got an opportunity to make some money and it don't really impact Tommy like that, I'm doing, I'm, I'm pulling Ashanti. Forget Tommy. I mean, I say that now because I don't have to deal with him, but that's how I feel. Yeah. Um... <laughs> But yeah, it, she pretty much lays it out that like, hey, this could be our backdoor, um, our backdoor deposit 
Like we can get, we can be stacking money over here, and we just play the long game with with CBI until right. it's time to strike with that. And and it works just as a as as an escape plan if need be. Um, and he's just like, all right, it's whatever, because he trusts her, and because so far she's she's come through. Like she has been, she's been on top of everything that she's, she's spoken on and mm-hmm. you can't, you can't deny that. How can you not? Um, and clearly I, I like the fact that this has happened and Jannard isn't what we would normally see in TVs and movies when, when the, uh, when the woman bosses up in alongside her man, like they usually immediately get jealous and resentful. Um, now it it might happen eventually, we don't know, uh, but he's just been like, all right, well you know, I can't knock it. Yeah. Like you did that, I can't knock it. So it, it is what it is. She, but look he what I her like she supported. Yeah, yeah. So we got our you know there are new Bonnie and Clyde, and um, then he decides to show what he has. And as you spoke to earlier, she's she's already three steps ahead. Like that's that's the you know the instinct of it is to let's just burn him now. But it's like, nah, that's another, that's another Trump card you can keep in your pocket. Like if you get in, if something happens with you and Miguel, you can whip that out. Um, or if someone lo- is looking to, to go at Miguel and, and or Tommy, and they're trying to use us and we need, you know, we need a way out. We have this picture. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, yeah, she, She's the best thing to happen to him. Oh uh, yeah. Let's just hope he don't screw it up. He, ever since they've been, uh, she been like I said, she was before he was uh, when he was down and bad. She was the only one still had a, was holding him down. And then now that she on the rise up, she bringing him along. And, and I, I like I said, I do like what you uh, what you said. How it's like a respect thing. It's not like he's trying to be upset. Uh, she he knows she, she's doing what's right, providing good stuff to the table, and he's wouldn't let her shine and, and, and do her thing, and even take direction from her. Cause that'd be another big thing. I don't want to hear what she, uh, we see with Claudia. Nobody want to hear what this woman got to say. But um, you know, he he seems level headed enough to understand that she's been right and she's been supportive. So why wouldn't I keep rocking with her? Indeed, indeed. So the episode ends with being a victim of uh, not necessarily your own heavy handedness, but someone else's heavy handedness. Um, Agent No Name demands Mick Vic, excuse me, demands Vic meet him in person again, again, like the fourth time, like right after he's bro- he's parted ways with Tommy. Um, them, of course, not knowing that uh, Tommy has made them, runs up on them, and we get we get probably like we've seen this this kind of dilemma happen many a time in TV and movies, but this was probably the best executed um res- resolution of it uh he's like hey who is this do you know this guy he's definitely a fed and vic on his toes like hey man he just rolled up on me and he's like well there's only one way to prove he that you're not with him and vic not much hesitation down goes agent no name right. it was either going to be him or vic and vic chose yeah made the right um, choice Quick before he can say anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if he'd have said something about the deal or anything like that, it you know they're both out. Yeah, and, and poor whatever. Like I said, Agent Nader had to um, 
lose his life because of that damn lady wouldn't chill and like really let them do it. Um, but yeah, like I said, we knew this was coming. They, they, they gave too much backstory on him. They, he was in too many scenes to be like a somebody who we don't really see regularly or, or who is regularly a part of the show. Um, so he met his demise. Um, and, and Vic, at least in the key, I, I wonder what this is going to mean for Vic next episode. Like, are they going to be on his ass about it? Are they going to ask him what's his involvement? Does he know anything about it? Or are they going to be like less, are they going to be even more heavy handed? So I'm, I'm interested to see how that's going to play out. I see them being more heavy handed because just the way they painted this character and now that they've lost an agent, she's definitely not going to fall back now. Um, she's probably going to push even harder, uh, but we shall see what yeah. comes of that. I wonder if they leave him here or do they like try to get rid of the body or what they do with the guy? That's yeah, that's going to be interesting. That's going to be a big factor. If they leave him there. I mean, she got to think Vic was involved in his death, um, but if he just disappeared. It may be a little bit slow building to they start really cracking down on them. So right. Vic might be able to spin that like, hey, he maybe never somebody made him. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then he could throw in her face like, I told you that like this is this was a very real possibility. Um, but we shall see soon enough. Overall thoughts on this episode? Like I said, this was one of my favorite ones this season. I actually was excited about it. Really enjoyed it. Uh, outside of the normal gripes, because I said a bunch throughout this last time we've been talking, it, it really honestly just made me excited for the show. And I haven't felt that excitement uh, definitely this season. Because uh, I'm watching, I'm like, Oof. a lot of the episodes I was struggling to get through. But this one, I enjoyed from start to finish. Was excited, was connected, was engaged. Really appreciated it. What you think? Uh, pretty much the same. Like, it was definitely a, a constantly moving. There was, I don't feel like there were too many down points um, at most the random sex was just like, okay. Um, especially, <laughs> I, I mean, I was happy for Diamond, but at the same time, I was just like, this is, the way it played out, it was just like, this is a little silly. Yeah, just a little um, sex scene for yeah. uh, people who we, like, what does this really go? Like, exactly. We really Nowhere kid? real. Yeah, at most, it puts the kid in danger at right. some point. This ain't a romantic um, comedy. Exactly. Um, but, while we were talking about it, and while, you know, when you were saying how, you know, excited you were about this episode, um, it it kind of made me realize that, like, yeah, there were no slow moments, and not all slow moments are bad. Some of it's just nuance building, and some of it's just tension building. And um, I realized that this episode did not have JP and the missing Kate. Um, so I was like, yeah, it, it's it pretty much dealt with all street level, with the exception of uh, Leon and his mom. Right. Which this show is. I mean, that's what, the show is a crime drama. That's, you know, it's always had a family element to it, but that's what at its core it is. Um, so, especially when you don't do a good job of developing this family. Like, the, the St. Patrick family we got to know over the course of many seasons of the show. I'm still not connected to J.P., um, still not connected to D-Mac. And then Kate has always been like this weird secondary character that is designed that you don't like her because she is bad to her son. Uh, she's not a good person. So you don't really have no empathy for Kate because they never portrayed her as anything but like this druggie who is a bad mom. Um, so sometimes they, they, they really need to do a better job of connecting that family aspect of it. Because um, I'm imagining that going to all of a sudden drop Kate, JP, and D-Mac. Uh, but I hope they find out, especially JP. Anytime you on scene, I just don't be caring because they haven't done nothing to make me care about this man. Um, but we'll see what they do. We got two episodes left in this season. Uh, Three, eight, nine, and ten. 
Which was this? So oh, this was only I seven. Thought, I okay, thought this was seven. seven. You're right. You're right. So it's three episodes left. Uh, so yeah, we'll see what they see where it goes. I mean, to me, it can only go up. Hopefully. Yeah, I think they're doing a great job of keeping the the pace decent. I'm not going to say great because you know it's power and they be having their pacing issues, but so far so good with this episode coming off of last episode. Um, anxious to see where things go, especially like with the miss well soon to be missing uh, Fed um, and this this gang coalition because. Outside of the Serbs, honestly, the Serbs are the only real opposition at this point. Um, and I'm pretty sure that's going to cause tension because they're now cut off. So they're probably going to get desperate. And desperation in this game breeds lots and lots of violence. That's true. Um, and, then how long, and then the same thing. When you're dealing with a bunch of criminals, uh, especially they all got eagles, it, it, it's only so long that people who have been bosses want to play the secondary character. So them all falling on the Tommy, how long is this coalition really gonna last? How long is this alliance gonna last? Uh because like like they even talked about it. All it takes is hold on, was they talking about this or was I listening to a different podcast? It wasn't about the show, it was just about like how people fall out. And all it takes is somebody mess with somebody's girl. No, uh, this was this episode. That wasn't show. Feel like, okay. I feel like Chavo said that. Okay. I feel because he was like, I don't know how you managed to do that, but it's not gonna last because like you said, all it takes is one spark for it to all fall apart. And he was right. like, Well, either way, you still, you know, you still be getting your product from us. Like, so you'll be set. As long as you stay in your boundaries, I mean, don't worry about that other stuff. Uh, you know, we'll take care of you on the product front. Right. And all he, all Chavo heard was F the Serbs, so he was in. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. Indeed. Um, get well soon, Big Smurf. We're going to hopefully you out there recovering <laughs> um, and, and haven't gone the way of BG. Again, so uh, from that, we, we will see you guys next time. Um, be sure to always like, comment, share, subscribe, tell a friend, tell a family member. Uh, we, we keep it kind of PG-13 over here. Um, you can find this episode on as well as other episodes on the PLP podcast on all platforms. You can find my podcast, the Off the Clock podcast, O-F-F-T-H-A clock podcast, um, pretty much wherever podcasts can be heard. So, signing off one more time, I'm one half of your host, Triple D, and he is... Carlos D. And we'll see you guys next time.